the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're still in Ephesians, and we're going through Paul's letters in chapter 5 to the Ephesians concerning the family. And the thing that I want you to hear in this is the Father's heart for you. Well, we may be addressing wives, or we may be addressing husbands, or we may be addressing children, but in each one of these, what you'll see is the Father's heart to reveal Himself to you and to put you into a position where if you will yield to Him, He will express the quality and the truth of His character through you. And by that expression, you grow. And by that expression, you enter into the truth of who you really are and by that expression you see the fulfillment of all that he has wanted in you and wanted for you you see when I read these things and I read these verses if you are hearing in them a rebuke it is most likely because you've tried to meet these things out of the resources of your own flesh and come up failing but let me tell you something congratulations any time you've tried to meet a criteria of this Bible in your flesh and fail, congratulations, you're meant to. It's God's plan that you fail. Because all that this Word says is to be met in Christ Jesus. There is the standard in Christ. The standard for the single person, the standard for the child, the standard for the mother, the standard for the father, the standard for the husband, the standard for the wife. Yes, it's intimidating because it can only be met in Christ. But it's praying that we can yield it all to Him and He fulfills it beautifully because He's the one that marks fulfillment. You see, in a man's need for respect... What you see there is a man's need for the unconditional acceptance that only God can meet. But in the marriage context, God has blessed you ladies with the ability to meet that need in your husband through the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. It is for you, ladies, and it is for him, husbands. Ladies, that you practice living out of the union in your honoring of Him and that He practice living out of His union by loving you. Now I'm going to read verses 25 through 33 in in chapter 5 of the Ephesians out of the Amplified. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word 
that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being in a sense their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it, as Christ does the church, because we are members, parts of his body. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relation of Christ and the church. However, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being in a sense his own, very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves him and admires him exceedingly. You know, starting with verse 25, I want you to see that the context for a husband's relationship with his wife is to mirror or manifest the truth of Christ's relationship with the church and Christ's love for the church. Now listen, it is a supernatural relationship. It's not a natural relationship. It's a supernatural relationship that has no hope of being fulfilled outside of Christ. Marriage has no hope of being fulfilled outside of Christ. This is so important for husbands to embrace because it defines what marriage is as a supernatural work. Because if we see it as anything else, we will be very discouraged in our inability to maintain it. So many marriages are cast aside because of a man's inability to love. And what a surprise that man would be unable to maintain his love for someone else. Oh, listen, we were never designed to maintain a love that is cultivated out of our flesh. We were designed to manifest a love that has its source in Christ alone. We know that from First John that God is love, so why would we enter into a marriage that is dependent upon love, believing that we're going to somehow be able to love someone apart from God? It's impossible. Marriage is a sacred and supernatural creation of God for the purpose of allowing men and women to participate in the love of God for one another in a deeper, more sacrificial way. You see, it has its purpose in revealing God's character and life through you for another person. That's its purpose. It has its purpose in allowing you to enter into union and experience union experientially in both a physical and spiritual way because it is both maintained and kept by Him. It is designed for the experience of union. There are no individuals in marriage. Have you realized that? The world will tell you something totally different. There's two individuals living under the bonds of matrimony. Well, let me tell you, you can put that on your roses. That is just not true at all. Marriage does away with individuality if it has any strength or life in it. There is no individuality. In this, God has tasked the husband with the highest expression of his character. 
that of the selfless love of Christ. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Verse 25 is a command, much like we saw in verse 22 where it says, Wives, respect or honor your husbands. This is a command that says, Husbands, love your wives. And the word there for love is agapeo, which is a noun off of the word agape. And agape has one source and one source alone. It is an unconditional, selfless love that has Christ or God as its source. You are commanded to love your wives out of the love of God. If you feel condemned in that, it's because you're looking at the wrong source. It's God who brings that love forward. But you get the privilege, husband, to manifest it. It's the truth of the Christian life. We are saved for His life. To be in union with Him. To have intimacy with Him. That we can express that life. The reason that we're here upon this earth. The purpose of us walking upon the the earth. Is to grow in the revelation of Christ. To grow in the truth. That everything that has worth and meaning. Is derived from His life within us. To grow in intimacy with Him. So that when we arrive at heaven's gates. We have history with the Lord we look in his eyes and we say I know you in you I have found life in you I found fulfillment none of these things that the world offer apart from Christ will ever satisfy will ever give you any fulfillment and marriage is number one on the list it's number one in proving to us that we cannot love apart from Christ It is a supernatural love. It is a divine love. A love that the flesh is not capable of. The flesh can only mimic and produce a distortion. This is a love that is spiritual. It does not have its origin in the soul. In the soul. It doesn't have the origin in the mind. It doesn't have the origin in the will. And listen, ladies and men, it does not have its origin in the emotions. Its origin is not in the emotions. It can be manifested through the emotions, but that's not its source. This is a love that is spiritual, but its source is God Himself and can only be expressed through your union with Christ. And here's the truth of it, man. It can only be expressed through that intimate union with Christ and to refuse to love is to reject your source. To refuse to love your wife, Christian husband, is to place God aside, to put Him aside, because you're refusing Him, because you're refusing the Father Himself. You are literally rejecting Him. That's the truth of love. Here's the other thing that you can be sure of, especially you single people need to remember this, that the lost do not have the capacity to participate in the truth of marriage, because the truth of marriage and the source of marriage is in God alone. That's why the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. Well, that is for your good. It's a warning. Because a a team that is unequally yoked leaves one to do all the pulling and the other to be drugged. That's the truth of a marriage with a person who doesn't know the Lord. Do you see, husbands, what this verse is really about? It's a call to you to participate in the very life of Christ. 
in a supernatural way to live it out. It's the only way you can live it. I'm sure every one of you, most of you men in here, not every one of you, but most of you men in here, would be greatly intimidated if God were to come to you and say, okay, tomorrow I want you to preach the Sunday service at First Baptist Houston. And you would say, I can't even get in front of 20 people, much less 20,000. There's no way I could do that. I don't have any idea what to say. I don't know how to relate to these people. I don't have anything prepared. I can't give anything out of myself. I don't have any experience as a, as a pastor. I don't have any, any background there. I don't even know that many good pastors. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't, have, I don't even know how to relate to that request. Well, there you have it. Do you feel called to be a husband? The work is just as supernatural and just as dependent upon God. That's the truth. Because you are called to love out of His love. You are called to embrace and to keep and to hold out of His life. It's a sacrificial love. You see, intimacy in relationship with your wife is secondary. It's a means to an end. You're being called to live out of your intimacy with Christ first and then out of the overflow of that relationship, you love your wife. Look at the rest of verse 25. It says, As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's the sacrificial love. That's not based on what she does. That's not based on how she acts. That's not based on what she brings to the relationship. That's based on him. It has its source in Him. Romans 5, 8 says, But God shows and clearly proves His own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us. This is the truth of sacrificial love, that it's never based in your behavior. It's never based in, in the other's behavior. It's never based in what they add or bring to the table. So many marriages go south because the other side's not bringing enough to the table. And the reality that the union that God has called you into is to be the expression of His unconditional love that's not dependent upon the other party to perform. That's the truth of your call to love your wife. There are no escape clauses in this verse. It does not have to be returned. It is a position, it is a covenant position. Remember the whole covenant thing about marriage? It is a covenant. And the covenant is, I will love my wife. That's what it says. I will love my wife. Not, I will love her if she acts right, if she respects me, if she treats me right. If she's. It doesn't have any, any, none, none, no exceptions. It is this. It is God's love for you. It is the same covenant He made with you. I will. And this is what God said to me. He says, Todd, I'm going to love you. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go. I don't care how you behave. You can curse me. You can turn your back on me. You can run from me. You can behave as though I don't exist. You can never speak to me again. You can run from my very life. But I'm going to love you. Period. Because my love for you is based out of who I am. That's what Father said to me. And He said to me, You are mine. Now, husband, 
when he stands and receives his wife says the same thing though I know that many services don't go through it and we don't spend a lot of time thinking about all of this till death do us part business but the truth of the matter is it is the covenant word that says I will period no exceptions I will John 10:17 and 18 Jesus is speaking and he says for this reason the father loves me because I lay down my own life to take it up again no one takes it away from me on the contrary I lay it down I put it from myself I am authorized and have the power to lay it down to resign it I am authorized and have the power to take it up again but these are the instructions the orders which I have received as my charge from my father You see, as husbands, we lay our life down. I laid my life down to pick my life up again in my wife. I gave it all. I'm no longer two. I am one. We are singular. I laid down my life to pick it up again. And the only way that you'll be able to express the truth of love is by laying down your life. It's a sacrificial love. The passage continues. Christ gave himself up for a purpose for his bride. Verse 26 says, So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Husbands, remember what Paul is illustrating here is Christ's love for the church. And he's illustrating what a husband's love should be towards his wife by showing you Christ's love for the church. And there are two things that are going on here. One, Paul is speaking a word about the atonement, which is Christ's sacrifice to make you his bride. And secondly, he's talking about sanctification. Now, theologians like to divide that into two compartments. One they call positional sanctification, and that is Christ in you and you in Christ. And then the other they call progressive sanctification, which is you being conformed to his image. Well, this is not going to be a lesson on theology, but I will tell you that Hebrews addresses sanctification. Hebrews 10.10 says it this way, And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. We are sanctified. It's a done deal. So what's the progressive part of this? Revelation. While I'm in agreement with the whole position of us being in Christ, I'm not real crazy about the term progressive sanctification because of what it may imply. Christ longs for us to understand that we are sanctified and the whole purpose of this life is to bring revelation of that work in Him, the completed work of Christ. Every one of us here knows that we're complete in Christ. That's what the Word of God tells us. We're complete in Christ. So what are we doing here? We are growing in the understanding of all that we have in Jesus. We're growing in the understanding of the completed work. It is revelation. Well, you say, what has that got to do with husbands? How does that apply? Well, Paul is illustrating Christ's heart for the church so that we may see what it means to be a husband. And Christ longs for the church to live out of intimacy with him, to see herself as he sees her for who she is, to see her beauty, and to see her great worth to him as a bride. And that is revelation. All that God is allowing in your life is bringing forward revelation of his great love for you. 
That's what Christ is doing in the church. Here's the other thing that he says here. Through his union with her, he washes her, cleansing her. And what he's saying there is he cleanses her perspective, her perception. He is bringing her into the truth of who she is by the light of the word. That's what that's about. Okay? Husbands, in the same way, yield yourself to the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in your life that you may be a part of the washing and the cleansing of your wife in terms of her perspective, in terms of her understanding of who she is in Christ, in terms of her understanding of the love of Christ, in terms of the fact that she is embraced by Him. It's basically you bringing her into truth through the truth that you live out. That is the washing and the cleansing of the bride. It is the revelation of who she is. This is work that's done in the soul. We're clean before Him in the Spirit, but through the Holy Spirit we have to have our mind, will, and emotion, the soul. We have to have the dust cleaned off of us. It's like in John 13. In John 13, Jesus invites the disciples in and He begins to wash their feet. And Peter says, no, no, you're not going to wash my feet. I'm not going to let you wash my feet, Lord. And Jesus says, unless I wash your feet, you will have no part in me. And then Peter steps up, typical Peter. I love the guy. So I'm going to wash my whole body. (laughs) I'm in. I'm all in. Wash all of me. And Jesus says, listen, you are my disciple. You're clean. But your feet have dirt on them because you've been out there walking around in the world. And that dust is collected on your feet. So only your feet need to be cleaned. Listen, guys. You and your wife are out there every day. You're collecting dust in the mind, will, and emotions from all of the input of the world and the enemy. And guys, you're part of that washing You're part of that cleansing where you declare truth in your home, where you bring back the standard of Christ in your own home, where you restore truth to the thinking of the people in your home, where you lead your family and your spouse to the truth of who she is in Christ. That's the washing. That's the cleansing. And guys, that's part of loving your wife. It's how Jesus showed his love for the wife, for the bride. He cleanses her. And here's the picture. The picture is that the husband is washing away everything that would obscure the beauty of the bride. Because he wants to present her clean and beautiful for all that he knows that she is. She may not even realize how beautiful she is in the sight of the Lord. And God says, the bride, the church, you don't realize how really beautiful you are because you're mine. And because I love you, I want you to see this and I will have you cleansed and I will have the dirt wiped off of you so that your beauty is not obscured. And the ones that are blinded most by the obscurity of their beauty, by the dust of the earth, is the bride himself. It's the bride themselves. One of the reasons Christians don't enter into the truth of all that God has for them is because they're so blinded by the dirt on their feet. They don't realize what's underneath. They don't realize the beauty of God's work in themselves. The love of God in husbands. It is part of your role in loving your wife 
to make that revelation plain through the work of the Holy Spirit in you, leading them into truth. Again, this is a work of the Spirit, but it's your blessing to participate, to manifest, to live it out. That's part of who you are as a husband, gently cleansing everything in your home that would obscure the beauty of the truth of your family's relationship with the Lord. Verse 27, and why is he doing that? That he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and faultless. You see, Christ is excited about his bride and he can't wait for all to see why he deems her worthy of his love. You are the pearl of great price he gave everything for that he might have union with you and in that union share everything with you. Man, this is Christ's heart for the church and you have that heart. As a husband, you have been given free and full access to express and manifest the love of God for that person you call wife. For that person who was once an individual who is now part of who you are. You have been blessed with this. How do you present your wife? Christ wanted to present his bride. He will present his bride without spot. That the whole of the heavens and everyone may see the beauty of his bride. And see her for how he sees her. That's his heart. How do you present your wife? Are you showing her for who she is? What do you desire to see in her? Are you more concerned with presenting yourself than her? Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, Whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.